and welcome to Cindy's Celebrity Corner. I am your host, Cindy Gross. Before tonight's show, I want to say two words. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for welcoming me into your homes and to listening to my new show. I am forever grateful for the endless amount of communication I have received through my website and through TalkLine Communications responding so positively to the show. I will do my best to keep the show informative and entertaining and welcome you back each and every show. And now, join me in my welcoming corner. I want to talk to you about a topic that is so important to me that I am so passionate about and that I know you must be because it is making headlines almost every single day. And that topic is education. See, I know a lot about education. I was a teacher in the public school system in a failing school in New York. I saw firsthand all the corruption. I saw firsthand the cheating, the weapons, the lying to ACS, the cover-ups, the misleading to parents, and most importantly, the harming of the future of children, especially children in minority homes where English is a second language. I saw firsthand how a principal stole money from one government agency and was able to keep a job with full pension and benefits in another government agency. In the private sector, this would never go. I saw a teacher slap a kid on his butt. And you know what happened? Absolutely nothing. And that is the problem with the schools today. We're talking about opening schools because it's safer for children and safer for parents and safer for the community. Yes, we have to open schools, but don't ever say they were safe before COVID. There was scandal after scandal every single day in the newspapers. More important, we wasted over a year now when we could have used the time to learn more about successful schools around the world where students are coming out with strong self-esteem and the ability to become independent and get quality jobs. Instead, we had teachers unions come out day after day and complain about depression. Yes, depression is an issue. I totally sympathize. And I also sympathize with teachers that were afraid to go to school because they were afraid of getting COVID. I understand that. But we destroyed a year of education for so many students. So many families lost the ability to educate the future. About five years ago, I initiated legislation which was sponsored by members from both parties regarding the oversight of the classroom curriculum. The classroom curriculum is one of the major reasons we have so many young adults angry and frustrated 
and quite frankly, feel very entitled. Very few people take the time to actually sit down and learn what a student learns. You would never believe how many opinions versus fact are in each day's lessons. You would never believe how many books have actual mistakes that are taught year and year and year again. And this is not just limited to public schools because parents of children in private schools, a lot of them use the textbooks and a lot of the teachers are trained through public school teachers training. So this is not just for one school. I believe in school choice, but I believe in quality school choice, quality public schools and private schools. We are taxpayers and each taxpayer is entitled to decide how they wanna teach their children, whether it's in a charter school, in a homeschool basis, or in a public school. I will never forget the expression on a parent's face when they asked me for help crying, handing me a handout that was given to their first grade student. It said on it, African-American, I'm sorry, Africans came to America for a compensation and a better life. That's right, you heard me. Africans came to America for a compensation and a better life. And this was given to six-year-olds to color in a handout. This was from a black woman. This was not what she wanted her child to learn. And it goes on endlessly. First grade, fifth grade, 12th grade, college. So by the time students are in their 20s, they are so indoctrinated with opinion, they don't know what is true and what isn't. It is time for us to come to the realization that we've got to take action. And one way we can take action is by learning about who is running in the local elections in the 2021 uh, elections that are taking place between June and November for primaries and the regular election. Petitions are going around. Learn all the candidates. Ask the questions. Go up to the schools and see what they are preparing as schools are reopening. Ask them for copies of tests. Learn about who is teaching this. You have every right. You are a taxpayer. And you elect the officials who make a lot of the decisions. You pay for the school grounds that are opened for recreational activities with your taxes. So whether or not you have a student in that school, you are directly involved. Whether or not your student is in a Catholic school or a yeshiva or a public school, every single school must join together and demand quality education. We should never ever have to go through a year like we have where students are just not engaged in learning and where teachers unions are taking control. Think about it. Can you imagine what a difference this year could have made if our students were using time wisely learning with some parent accountability? 
with some support from local and state and federal officials? It would have made the COVID situation a lot better around the world. Facts are better than opinions. Let's get back to basics. One plus one equal two. House is a singular noun. Let's learn more about American history. We all know George Washington was the first president of the United States. If you change history, you forget history, and then everything bad happens again. I hope you agree with me when I say education is a nonpartisan issue that needs bipartisan support. I'd like to hear your thoughts on my opening. Please write to me through my website or through social media. We'll be back in a few minutes. Selling a home can be expensive and stressful. Remax IQ has created a smarter home selling experience. Our successful real estate agents in New York will sell your home for as little as 2% commission and get you top dollar, stress-free, and fast. Just ask Joseph M. from Brooklyn. Remax IQ made it easy. No for sale sign. I had offers in days. I saved $10,000 in commission and I was in contract fast. If you're thinking of selling, Remax IQ has created a smarter home selling experience. Our successful real estate agents in New York will sell your home for as little as 2% commission and get you top dollar, stress-free, and fast. To learn more, call 800-800-1372. That's 800-800-1372. We're not a discount broker. We're Remax IQ. Speak with a top agent today. 800-800-1372. That's 800-800-1372. Or visit RemaxIQ.com. Terms and conditions apply. Visit www.remaxiq.com slash disclaimer. Are you looking to update your home? Are you looking for new art? If you're like me, you took advantage of being home during COVID and remodeling and updating the looks on the walls in your home. I am telling you, don't look further. Go to Katya Levanovich's website and find many examples of her award-winning designs that are featured in many of today's homes. How many times have you asked yourself, where can I find the perfect white wine or a perfect rosé? Look no further than the Royal Wines Corporation, international distributors of kosher wines, and you don't have to be Jewish to enjoy them. Royal Wines is a distributor of the worldwide bestseller Bartonova Moscato. And with nine generations of winemaking under their belt, the Herzog family presents Lineage, a line of high-quality wines grown under the sunshine of California. From Paso Robles to Clarksburg to the Lake County, the Herzog Lineage wines carry the uncompromising standards that are the pride of the Herzog family. From semi-dry rosé to crisp Sauvignon Blanc, from delicate Pinot Noir, to the elegant Cabernet Sauvignon. Herzog Lineage wines are the benchmark of quality kosher California wine. On the Royal Wines website, there is a wine in every price range. You can find out more on the wines by going to their website, www.royalwi.com. NES.com. That's www.royalwines.com. And now your host.
Welcome back to Cindy's Celebrity Corner. And joining us is no stranger to the word celebrity. We've actually watched him as a teenager grown up, growing up into this exciting man who now runs an entire movie studio. Joining us now is Antonio Sabato Jr. Thank you so much for joining Cindy's Corners. Oh, my pleasure, Cindy. Thank you for having me. I'm really happy that I'm one of the first people actually you're speaking to as you just finished making your first film for your new studio. Tell us a little bit about what has been going on with the film and the studio. Well, yeah, the Trailblazers is in pre-production right now. We're going to be shooting that in Texas in June and July of this summer. Uh, that will launch our studio, which is called Conflict Studios. And you can go to conflictstudios.com and just sign up by leaving, uh, you know, leaving us your email. And that's it. You know, we're just, uh, we've been working on this for about almost a year and a half on the studio and the venture and all the projects and everything that we're doing. And, uh, it, it was bigger than, than what I expected, but, uh, we're looking really good and, uh, we're excited about what we're, what we're doing at the moment and all the, all the pre-production shows that we have lined up and, uh, just all the work that we're going to give to a lot of people and just a lot of wonderful things are happening from conflicts. And uh, my partners and I are very, very happy about what's going on at the moment. Well, you're like a, a fortune teller because you kind of knew what culture, canceling culture was all about before it became an everyday occurrence. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about what made you decide at what point you want to run a studio. Well, you know, I, I was, you know, I, uh, I ran for, for Congress. I was in politics for a little bit. Uh, I'm glad I'm not in it anymore. But I supported our country and I supported it, uh, President Trump at the time, even before he ran. And um, I was blacklisted for it. I was a, probably the first celebrity to, to be out there and then speaking kindly about uh, Trump and supporting him from day one. And, um, and so I got the aftermath and it wasn't pretty. But out of that, uh, I was able to stand up and uh, and do what is right. And um, God gave me this vision about the studio, about trailblazers and everything that we're doing. And this is not a political studio. This is a studio about freedom. This is about a studio about supporting our country and uh, supporting people that want to be left alone and uh, they want to go to work and, and do something beautiful. You know, being in, in, uh, in this in this business, show business, entertainment business is a wonderful, wonderful thing. But recently, in, in so many years now, actually, it's it's been a place where everybody's talking about politics all the time. It's a political event. And it's about changing people's minds and views. You know, if you disagree with Hollywood, you're done. You know, you're not going to uh, be called from this casting director to screen test for anything. You're not going to work for this director anymore and, and so forth. And those days are over. And that's why I was able to create the studio where... We don't work that way. We work on talent. We work on talent and uh, we don't work on political parties. And also we, we work on something bigger than ourselves. What, what are you willing to do this movie for? You know, is it bigger than you? Is it for God? Is it for our country? Is it for family and so forth? So uh, we're, we're very pleased, you know, and I was, I am just pleased to have the greatest team who just nonstop. We work 24 hours a day. You know, it's not, it's not starting a production company, it's starting a, a film and television studio from, from ground up. And uh, it's been a phenomenal experience and the, the future is bright. So you didn't say one word that I keep talking about now, especially in award season. We want to be entertained. We want to go to movies. We want to listen to music to escape. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't exist anymore. But I think you're starting a trend of, 
when you just said you want every, you don't care. You want the talent. You want the good yeah. scripts. You want the actors. So tell us a little bit about the new movie. Well, the movie is, it's a phenomenal trilogy. It's, it's, uh, it's an action adventure, R-rated uh, spiritual film where you have God versus evil in a Western setting, in a Western town. And, um, and I've casted the, be- the best, you know, my friends, the best people for these roles. And uh, this is about a family uh, conquering something bigger than themselves together as a family, as an American family um, who, are, who are fighting for freedom, who are fighting against the evil forces of Satan in a Western settings with action and, um, and just great characters, you know. And uh, I, I just wanted to put something together for my friends and people that were blacklisted like myself were very, very talented. A comeback story, you know, something beautiful that uh, signifies what we stand as a studio, which is family, God, and country. And, uh, and that's what this film is about. Who are the co-stars? Uh, we have Scott Baio. We have Kevin Sorbo. We have Kaya Jones. Uh, we have Dina Martin, which is uh, Dean Martin's daughter. Uh, Robert Davi. I mean, you name it, they're in it. And, um, you know, and, and all the other people that want to be in the sequel and in the third one that uh, I've been contacted by. And there's just a lot of wonderful folks that are trying to escape the Hollywood life as it is now, uh, which is really, like I said, very difficult to go to work and being told what to do and how to be. And, you know, and, and it just keeps going, you know, where you don't agree with them, you, you get fired or you get let go for no particular reason. And all these regulations and rules that movie sets and things have right now, I'm not talking about COVID. I'm talking about just the way you're supposed to behave on a movie set. And, you know, I grew up on movie sets. My father was an actor and God bless his soul. And, and I'm I, sorry I, for your loss. I know you just lost him recently. And yeah, I yeah. want to convey my deepest condolences to you Thank and you. your family. Thank you. Thank I know you he was much. a major yeah. inspiration to you. Yeah, this movie is dedicated to my father and, um, you know, we're, we're working really hard and my entire team is working really hard because we have something to prove and, uh, we're not just making another film. We're making something really spectacular. And, uh, we have a team of people that from composer to director of photography, to the locations, to everything else that we put together. We've been working on this, like I said, a year and a half for it. Uh, this Where is going to the studio. It? Where can we see well, it? We, we shoot it in June, July. And we put it together and I'm going to just keep working on it until it's done. And 2021, 2022 will be the release day uh, as well as the release for the platform. The conflictstudios.com is running now, but we will be a streaming service in about a year from now with over a million subscribers. And, uh, and this will launch the entire studio. This will launch the website. I mean, the, the streaming devices and everything that we're working on and the trilogy and so much more. And um, yeah, Trailblazers is the way to go. So we'll shoot it this summer. We'll expect to see it next year. So uh, I have to tell you, we have an audience of all ages from all over the world listening to this. And I would be remiss if I didn't ask one question about, do you keep in touch with people from General Hospital in those days? I I, I really don't. I mean, I I see them once in a while if we get across some sort of function or anything like that. But I've been devoted on the studio and everything for such a long time. And they're, they're worrying about their careers and stuff. And I haven't been on the show for, as it's been about 26 years. So it's, uh, I'm, I'm reminded from my, from the greatest fans that I could probably, you know, probably ask for, but I, it's been a long time since I've been. And then they followed you through your other series and everything too. So I mean, like we've grown up together. We've grown up together. Because we're probably about the same age. That's right. That's right. I have something to share with this audience also that you probably don't remember. 
you know, you mentioned about religion and faith. You are a deeply religious person, but you're also a big supporter of Israel. Mm-hmm. And about when we were going through the last election for Bibi Netanyahu, I called you and your people and you said you would do anything to help Bibi Netanyahu. But unfortunately, we as American citizens couldn't go help uh, a president of a foreign um, or a prime minister from a foreign country, and then we couldn't go through with it. But you were right there willing to help representing America, representing the voice of strong faith and a, a strong Zionist. And I will never forget how you were just one, two, three, ready to do this. You see, we can't do it, but President Obama was able to do it when he was president. So it's really a shame. But I mean, that's the kind of person you are. You are totally dedicated to everything you believe in. What are some other projects you guys are working on at your studio? Uh, We have wonderful love stories with, uh, you know, my next film that I'm going to direct after after this one. uh, I want to direct a love story between uh, two Christian uh, young adults. And I've always wanted to make a love story the way I want to make a love story uh, with a great ending. And um, I'm just a romantic at heart. So, uh, after Trailblazers, before I start doing two and three, um, I, I'm working on this uh, beautiful love story, like I said, about uh, two, two young, beautiful Christian souls who fall in love with each other and um, they just have a great life together. And I just, I've been developing this story for such a long time and that's something that I've been wanting to do. But, um, you know, I have so many things going on. We have animation, we have family-based films, Christian-based films, we have uh, films that I want to do with the Navy, uh, you know, retired Navy SEALs uh, and, and military um, military folks that I've known for a long time that have stories that happened to them that I want to develop. Um, just true American patriotism, you know, in every sense of the word, from believing in the higher power, the family values, the fighting for something, you know, and cop stories and, uh, you know. Entertainment. Yeah, entertainment. Old-fashioned entertainment. Style. Yeah. That we really need. And... You know, you you say that people are worried about blacklisting, but I also ran for Congress and I also we have several mutual friends who I won't name here. But um, I will just say that uh, I know and you probably know behind the scenes, there are more people that think like us than mm-hmm. that don't. But they're afraid to speak up because they're afraid to lose their job. And I'm not just talking actors and actresses. I'm talking mm-hmm. writers, directors, producers. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure you get a lot of calls now because you are actually the trailblazer for everybody and everybody's yeah. coming to you. Everybody's coming to us and uh, we want to be in a position where we do, uh, we were able to give them everything that they need. And um, really what, what I've been contacted with is just a lot of love and, um, and, and their views on everything. And it's been hard. I mean, I, I get calls from drivers, uh, makeup artists, stunt coordinators, I mean, you name it, uh, electricians, grips, uh, you name it, from all over who are just sick of it, you know, and they, they want to wear their Christian faith, you know, they want to wear their cross when they go to work, or they want to wear their hat that has an American flag on it, or they want to support the cops, or whatever it is that they want to support. But if you disagree with the other side, uh, like I said earlier, you, you let go, or, you know, you don't, you don't, you don't get to, to, to be on set anymore, or whatever. So, they're very frustrated and, uh, and also the way of life in California is extremely difficult and hard and expensive. And um, I, I don't know, I, 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 we, we have such great goals for a lot, of, a lot of beautiful families and people in need. And that's what we're working day in and day out because it's not about us. It's more than us. It's not about my career. It's about all of us. And it's about God and, 
And so, um, yeah, we're working hard on, on, on building a studio. And, and um, in about a year from now, we'll be in Carpenter Springs in Florida uh, with a structure of some sort and, um, and giving opportunities to, for people to come and work in the entertainment world the way it used to be and the way it should be. I can tell you from the people I spoke with at Conflict Studios, they are the most professional, most cooperative, always with a smile. You can hear the smile over the phone. So you're doing something right. And I'm just so happy that you joined Cindy Celebrity Corner. Antonio Sabato, please again, tell us the name of the movie, your studio, anything else you want to share. And you're always welcome back. Sure. The studio is conflictstudios.com. Go on the website and leave us your email. That's all you need to do. And our first film is Trailblazers, which is going to be, it's in pre-production now. And we'll be shooting in Texas, right outside of Austin, between the month of June and July with a great cast. And um, can't wait for everyone to see this film. This is going to blow people's minds. And I'm coming to the premiere. Yes, you are. Of course. We're going to have uh, fun. And uh, we, we thank you so much for people like me and you who are Trump or new Republican supporters that want to have our voices heard in a positive way for everybody. I really appreciate you joining us. Thanks. Thank you, Cindy. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. Bye-bye. Are you looking to update your branding and your business? Double G Designs works remotely with all businesses to create logos for stationery, business cards, social media posts, banners and posters, and all your needs for brand development. Gina Gelato has years of experience offering affordable logos to manufacturers, brand ambassadors, and party planners. She can be reached through her Instagram account and through her website, www.ginagelato.com. That is www.ginagelato.com. I use her for my business, and I can tell you I have gotten many compliments on my logo branding. That's Gina Gelato, double G, designs.com. Welcome back to Cindy's Celebrity Corner. And joining us is a very familiar face, Gabe Geller of Royal Wine Corporation, who once again is joining us to discuss the biggest trends in the liquor business for the coming spring and summer months especially now that we have Passover and Easter coming up. And uh, people are preparing now for big gatherings. There's a lot more openings, and they want to know what they could buy in bulk and what they could bring as the housewarming guests or appreciation gifts for dinners and lunches. So thank you for joining us, Gabe. Well, it's uh, nice to be here. How are you doing, Cindy? Great. I uh, have to tell you, I really am enjoying our conversations. I'm learning a lot about rosé wines especially, and I am getting calls on a lot of my listeners that uh, they didn't realize how many delicious wines are actually kosher and available mainstream. They're not just in kosher stores, but they're going now to uh, their you know local liquor stores and they see them and they're requesting them and people know how to order them. So that's great. And if that's we can fantastic. educate one person to like our kosher wines, that's great. <laughs> so... We do have a few great questions that people wrote in to me. First of all, what is the difference between a Merlot and a Cabernet Sauvignon? Because those are really the two most uh, talked about wines in the red category. Hey. 
Well, uh, what's the difference? First of all, there are two different uh, grape varieties. So uh, there are, of course, uh, hundreds of different types of wines made all over the world uh, from different grape varieties. Each grape variety uh, has its own uh, specific characteristics. And those characteristics will also show in a slightly different way, depending if the grapes come from, say, uh, Bordeaux in France, from Israel, from California, from Italy, etc., etc. Uh, Merlot is the main grape variety uh, in Bordeaux, uh, the most planted variety, uh, and it's a uh, it's a grape that gives some roundness to the to, to the wine. Uh, round wines are uh, relatively easy to drink, uh, but they can also be uh, very big wines. They can age for a long time, depending on again how the how the grapes are grown, where they are grown. Uh, what the winemaker uh, wants to achieve from those grapes. You know, it's like cooking. Uh, you can do a lot of different things with the same ingredients, uh, but depending on the quality of the ingredient, uh, where those ingredients come from, and of course, uh, what the intent of the, of the cook or the chef uh, is, uh, the, the result can be, uh, can be completely uh, different. Um, Cabernet Sauvignon is, uh, is, uh, is also one of the main grapes in Bordeaux. Uh, those are wines that are usually a bit bolder than uh, than Merlot. Uh, uh, Cabernet Sauvignon is also a type of grape uh, that can adapt relatively easily to different climates, different types of soil. Uh, and that's why we find it really pretty much all over the world, in California, in France, in Israel, in Australia, in South Africa, etc., etc., so it's uh, uh, it's it's just two different grape varieties uh, which give uh, which give the wine a, a, a different profile. And both uh, variety of grapes are found internationally because if you go into a store, you can find an Italian Merlot, a California Merlot. Mm-hmm. So does it make a difference where the Merlot is made? Yes, uh, like if you take for example uh, Merlot that comes from Bordeaux in France. It's a cooler climate than, uh, say, Napa Valley or, uh, or Israel, for instance. Uh, and the, the, the profile of the wine is going to be, uh, to be different. Uh, when it comes from Bordeaux, for example, it's going to be a bit more tannic, drier. Uh, whereas if it comes from a New World region, such as uh, California, for instance, it's going to be a bit more fruit forward uh, and, and a little bit softer. Uh, so uh, uh, it really it really makes a big difference uh, where it comes from. Okay, and um, when you when someone asks you like their first time tasting wine, what do you recommend first, a Merlot or a Cabernet Sauvignon? It really depends on the context. It depends on the person who asks me, uh, and if it is to pair with a specific type of food. Uh, so, 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 so my, my answer will really vary, uh, from, uh, from one person to, uh, to the next. So I'm glad you mentioned food because one uh, type of meat that's going to be served a lot this spring, of course, is lamb because so many people eat lamb from Passover and for Easter and, and for spring. What is a nice wine coming out? possibly even new that you can recommend with lamb. Okay. So there is a, there is a great uh, Bordeaux wine uh, that's full body, that's layered. That's actually a blend of Cabernet Sauvignon and Merlot. 
and it is really perfect for uh, say a, a baby rack of lamb for instance or uh, or lamb shoulder roast uh, for example uh, it's called Chateau Mene M-E-Y-N-E-Y uh, it comes from the, delicious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I really <laughs> like my combo there. That really sounds great. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, that's great. Comes from the uh, sub region, the appellation of Saint Estef in Bordeaux, and, and it's really, uh, it's it's really, it's a powerful wine. Goes great with lamb, uh, and it's a wine that can also age for probably 20 years, maybe more. Uh, and it's for, on your website. Those who like to to to, to age wines. <laughs> That it's on your website if anybody's interested. That's right. Okay, another question I got asked, because a lot of people are serving a lot of pastas and lighter dishes, mm-hmm. especially since for us this year, there are three nights and four lunches, or however you want to describe for our beginning of our holiday, and then we have our end. So we're trying to be creative. What's a nice uh, wine with a light pasta? Okay, so uh, a nice wine with light pasta. Uh, I would go with, you know, something that, let's say, a, a, a pasta dish, ali olio, or, uh, or or with, you know, Alfredo sauce, for example. Uh, I would go for for a white wine, something bright, acidic, uh, that really can cut through um, the, the the creaminess and the fattiness of the of the sauce. Uh, I would go for the Gouchetion Sauvignon Blanc. So it's a uh, it's a white wine. Uh, it was not aged in oak barrels, so it's really bright, citrusy, lemony, uh, vibrant acidity, and it comes from the Judean Hills uh, near Jerusalem in Israel. I have to tell you, I have had that wine, and it is delicious, and it's the perfect pairing for what you just described. Because pastas can go very heavy, like an Alfredo, or it can go like in an angel hair with simple garlic and oil, or just fresh tomato. For a lighter exactly. pasta, it, and that wine happens to go with both. Oh yeah, you're a hundred percent right, Cindy. That that that's just perfect. Uh, you you just talking about it, and you know it makes my mouth water. <laughs> <I'll> <laughs> too. Every time I get off our interviews, I always say to myself, "I got to go have a glass of wine," and I end up having two. <laughs> so here's another question I got. What is the difference between a ten dollar bottle of wine, a twenty dollar bottle of wine? And a hundred dollar bottle of wine. Wow. Okay. Uh, the difference, of course, is uh, a lot of money. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, first of all, a lot of the the cost of a bottle of wine, uh, I would say the majority, to be uh, to be honest between us, is all marketing. You know, uh, uh, in terms of availability. That's in my audience now. Everybody internationally knows that. But. Yeah, absolutely. No, the, of course, uh, of course, that uh, uh, usually a bottle of wine that costs a hundred dollars versus a bottle of wine that costs ten dollars. Uh, there's a much higher cost that go into producing the the more expensive wine, uh, whether it's in terms of the quality of the grapes, uh, the region where they come from, where. You know, if you take, for example, Cabernet Sauvignon from Napa Valley, those are grapes that are very much sought after. Uh, it can cost a lot of money. We're talking eight to ten thousand, sometimes a lot more, uh, ten thousand dollars a ton of grapes, which is 
10, 20, sometimes 30 times more expensive than Cabernet Sauvignon from other regions uh, uh, in the world. Uh, so that makes that makes a huge difference in terms of the, the cost of producing the wine. And then there is uh, uh, the question whether the wine was aged in oak barrels, which type of oak barrels. Those oak barrels can cost a lot of money. Uh, so there, there, is, there is a lot of, uh, of those things that come into play uh, as to the, the, the actual cost of producing a wine. Uh, and then, of course, once again, uh, uh, how many bottles are produced? So there's availability. And then uh, there is, of course, marketing, branding, and, uh, and all, those, uh, all those aspects, of course. So I have to tell you, uh, and not because you are working with nine generations of Herzogs, but I always tell people if they want a nice quality wine that's not going to break their bank, and if they even want to take two bottles to a house, you know, for a dinner or something, I always suggest any of the Baron Herzogs. I particularly love the Pinot Grigio. I think yours is really superior than some of the others. But talking about that, I had in California at Tierra Sura a Chardonnay Blanc Vigneur that I can't get anywhere. Are there exclusive wines just to certain places? Yeah, so the, the the winery Herzog Winery they have a few wines that are only available at the winery itself that they serve at the restaurant that people can uh, can go and buy when they go there. Some of them are sometimes even available on the website, and uh, from most states uh, you can uh, you can order them. So the website is a uh, Herzog dot com, uh, and uh, some of those wines are available uh, on there. Uh, but there, there are not that many wines from Herzog that are uh, only exclusive to to Tiersur. Uh But it is true that Herzog, it's a it's a big winery, you know. Beautiful! Uh, it's one of the best secrets in California, and <laughs> I know so many celebrities that I work with and and people in business. They go to the restaurant because it is, you know, an award winning restaurant, kosher or not. It mm-hmm. is just an incredible experience. So. Yeah. It is also a great way, though, to taste the wines. hundred percent. Yeah, Terrasur is actually a, the only Zagat-rated restaurant in the in the region uh, over there in Oxnard, California. So uh, yeah, they do get a lot of guests who go there just for the great food and the great wine, whether they keep kosher or not. Yes, and they don't have to be Jewish, and that's one of my big points here. No. <laughs> I love bringing the best of Jewish values and Jewish foods and Jewish culture to my non-Jewish audience and my non-Jewish audience likes to bring some of their best uh, culture uh, habits and hobbies and traditions to ours. So it works both ways. So getting back to some other questions I got, I did get one other question, which was what is the difference between like a private collection, a select collection? Uh, Do you really need all these names to it? Is it just marketing? These are people that want to start to really taste wines. I mean, wine tasting became, I think, especially with COVID, so many people were home and they, what are they going to do at five o'clock? They, they made like a fourth meal of like charcuterie boards and great wines. So they want to know the difference between select, private, and a regular collection, which isn't so regular, but. Yeah. So all those names, of course, are marketing. Uh, but they, they, come, they come to just put you know, a difference between each and every uh, level, series of wine. Uh, so in this case, selected private collection, uh, Appalachian, those are series from the Carmel Winery in Israel. Uh, and uh, selected is the entry level 
comparable to Baron Herzog, uh, which we just discussed. Uh, and there are wines that retail between 10 to 12 $13 a bottle. Uh, and then you go up. Uh, you have the private collection, which is 15 a little bit, uh, a little bit higher, between 15 and $20. Appellation, which is in between 20 to 25 and uh, and so on and so forth. And of course, you have um, the, the overall quality and complexity of those wines, the sophistication of those wines that go up. Uh, and, you know, sometimes the great thing about Carmel is that they're very, very true uh to those to those levels uh if you do it the experience the experience for yourself uh, get together with friends uh, encourage everybody uh, to maybe taste the cabernet of in each of those series selected cab private collection cab pra- uh, appellation cab uh and you simply taste them side by side and you will see yourself uh that you get something that is you know easy drinking with the selected uh, juicy, very fruit forward. Uh, when you go to the private collection, it's going to be a little bit heavier, a little bit drier. Uh, and then you go to the Appalachian, it's even bigger. So you, 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 you can feel it. You don't have to be an expert. You don't have to be a big wine connoisseur. Uh, you just taste those, uh, those wines side by side and they're not expensive. You will, uh, you will notice the, the, the differences and understand uh, that it's, of course, much more than just marketing. So here's a question I got from somebody who is religious and who asked at the Seder when we have four cups of wine, should we have four different wines or should we be consistent? Or even if you go to a dinner, do you start off with the white, then you take the red? Should you mix wines with spirits? What's the best way to really appreciate the wine at a meal? Of course. So I would not recommend mixing wines with spirits. Uh, it's usually in general mixing different types of drinks, uh, especially when you're going to drink four cups or more, uh, is, uh, is a recipe for bad, uh, for a bad hangover. Uh, so I, I would recommend to stick to wine. You can do different types of wine. Some, some, a lot of people that I know love to actually each cup a different type of wine. So they, they, they're basically doing a wine tasting during the yeah. Passover uh, seder. Uh, when you say that, is it like different Merlots or is it mixing a white and a rosé and a, it doesn't matter? Anything. It, does, it, do, it doesn't matter. Like some people will start, you know, with a rosé or sparkling wine, move on to a white and to a red and then a dessert wine, for example. Uh, and all of that is fine. I personally go the entire setter with the same uh, with the same rosé, mm-hmm. uh, and for the meal itself, I'm going with like a, a red wine from my cellar, something that I aged and kept for years. Uh, that's that, that that's that's the way I do it. But I've I, I've tried basically every uh, every method, if you like. Uh, well, it's, it's if you haven't tried it, then I don't know who has. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you only sent us 25 bottles for the kosher food and wine experience, which I should mention is still up on both the Royal Wine website and my website. And if anybody wants a good preview of what to buy, because I know people are now starting to think about what to order for the holidays and for gatherings, here is a great opportunity to learn about the wines. Again, it's KF. W E is it the and it this year it's virtual and you really get a great uh, education and also a great feeling of 
comfort watching. You could, you know, rewind it and learn about different wines, the wineries, and people's feelings about them. You're going to get honest opinions, which is really good. Uh, one other question. Someone asked me, they want to know, is there kosher for Passover whiskey? Wow. Uh, is there kosher Passover whiskey? Well, by essence, whiskey is not kosher for uh, for Passover because it's made from fermented uh, wheat or, or barley or corn uh, when, we, when we talk about the American whiskey and bourbon. Um, so it's not kosher for Passover, but the, I know of some products in the market that, that mimic, if you like, uh, whiskey from, uh, from different ingredients. Uh, and I've heard different names, but uh, there's, uh, there's really nothing in particular. I've tasted a few, uh, didn't convince me. I personally, when I want to drink something on, uh, on Passover, I drink cognac. I love cognac or brandy, which is cognac style, but not made in the region of cognac in France. Uh, and, uh, the, the, there are a few, there, there are a few examples of that. Actually, we were talking about Carmel before, uh, they're releasing very soon, uh, their, uh, their brandy. Uh, they used to make brandy for decades. They're extremely popular, uh, and, uh, and they stopped making them for a little while and, uh, they're back to it. So it's called Carmel 777, uh, brandy. Uh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's great, great stuff. It's much cheaper than cognac. Uh, and uh, and it's just as good and sometimes even better. But there is also uh, kosher for Passover, uh, real cognac from France, uh, such as the, the cognacs from uh, Louis Royer. Louis Royer is a very well-known cognac house. Uh, and uh, they have uh, three different levels of price and quality. VS, which means very special, VSOP, uh, and uh, XO. Uh, and they're all uh, all terrific and can be found uh, at most uh, retailer which special which specialize in kosher wine uh, and spirits. Anything else you want to share with our uh, audience? Sure. Uh, I think that uh, uh, Passover again, all those people who like to try different wines uh, for the four cups is a great uh, it's it, it's a great opportunity. Uh, if you don't mind uh, uh, varying uh, between wines, uh, and there are of course many other meals during uh, during Passover, and uh, uh, I really encourage people to get out of your comfort zone uh, and try something else, try different varieties, try different wineries, uh, see something else. Because sometimes, you know, some people tell me I don't like white wine, or I don't like Merlot, uh, uh, or I don't like rosé, and very often, most of the time, uh, it's based on one bad experience, and you should not uh, you should not base yourself on one bad experience. If you had the if you had a wine that you didn't like, uh, and it happened to be a rosé or Sauvignon Blanc or Chardonnay or Merlot, for example, that doesn't mean that all Chardonnay and all Merlot right. and all white wines, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, are bad. It means that either you just didn't like that wine or maybe it was an off ball. That, that's also possible. And uh, you should give it, give it a chance every time. Give it a chance, uh, especially when you go to wine tastings. You know, KFWE, the regular in-person uh, tasting uh, when we have the, those events. I, I, all the time I see people uh, tell to the forest, give me your best cab. Give me your best cab. Cabernet Sauvignon is great, sure, <laughs> but there are many other wines. Try something else. That's that that 
that, that's what it's for. Try something else. Try something different. Get out of your comfort zone. My mother uh, hates red wine. And I said, just try this. And I gave her a Pinot Noir. And she loves it. And now she doesn't even ask for the white wine anymore. She only wants a Pinot Noir. So <laughs> I, and I, I love, and this year we have Shabbos going into Passover. So we have three big nights of drinking. And, you know, it's just the more the merrier. And I always tell people, be responsible about it. I mean, I drink every night, so with a glass <laughs> of wine, but I have a glass of wine. I don't drink a full bottle, you know, but and that's it. And even if you, you know, all the health benefits that are associated, nobody tells you not to have it. And even some really popular diets now are recommending having it because it does help you. It relieves you mentally and physically. And, uh, I went on your website trying to count how many wines you actually have on there, and I gave up after 100. <laughs> how many wines are on that website? Woo! I, I just can't. I stopped counting them anymore. I would say maybe 800 now, maybe even more. I, uh, and you uh, have something for everyone. That's the best thing. Yeah, yeah. I won't be shocked if there are over a thousand nowadays. It's, uh, it's, it's growing at a very, very uh, uh, fast pace. So I want to remind everybody, the website is always a great place to find the wines, and you're still shipping to people, I assume, for the holidays. So uh, we're, we keep shipping to the stores every day, huge shipments. The trucks uh, uh, keep going out all the time. It's, uh, it's the Passover rush. Uh, it's always a, a, a great uh, atmosphere uh, in the warehouse uh, at Royal Wine. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's not too late. It's not too late. Even, even, even one hour before the before the Passover seder, there are there are stores. Perhaps not the the, the Jewish owned stores, uh, but uh, but there are many stores. Most stores, especially in New York City, uh, uh, where you can go out and buy some great uh, some great wines for Passover. I was in Trinidad and I found kosher wines. And what about for our listeners in the Midwest? They could also get the wines. Of course. Uh, like if you're in Chicago, there are quite a few options. There is Binnie's, which is one of the biggest chains there uh, that has a great selection of kosher wines. Uh, and then there are, of course, uh, uh, kosher, wa- kosher wine stores and, uh, and stores that have a big selection, uh, such as uh, Jewel, uh, Hungarian uh in skaki and uh and, and many and, and many others uh, a, a website that i recommend by the way uh when you want to find uh a kosher wine or wine in particular uh anywhere you are in the world is called winesearcher.com winesearcher.com oh, I love that it is great and that's it's so fantastic. good i mean you don't have to be jewish you don't have to be kosher and you don't have to live in new york or los angeles or miami to enjoy kosher wines so, uh, I mean, there's no excuse not to try them. And, and World Wines really is, if not the largest, one of the largest in the world of distributors. So there's something for everyone there. Gabe Geller, I want to thank you again. I know you're going to be back next week. And so I'm telling people right now, if you have any questions, this is a guy to ask and we'll get them to him. And uh, it's www.royalwine.com. And it's also going to be on Cindy's Corners. I just wrote up an article on my website about the new wines as well. And you have the variety of price ranges and where they're from. So go to my website, go to uh, Royal Wines website. And we are here 
to say, uh, drink well, drink responsibly, but enjoy the wine, right? 100%. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us again at Cindy Celebrity Corner. We'll be right back. Thank you so much, Cindy, to you. <laughs> Thanks. How many times have you asked yourself, where can I find the perfect white wine or a perfect rosé? Look no further than the Royal Wines Corporation, international distributors of kosher wines, and you don't have to be Jewish to enjoy them. Royal Wines is a distributor of the worldwide bestseller Bartonova Moscato. And with nine generations of winemaking under their belt, the Herzog family presents Lineage, a line of high-quality wines grown under the sunshine of California. From Paso Robles to Clarksburg to the Lake County, the Herzog Lineage Wines carry the uncompromising standards that are the pride of the Herzog family. From semi-dry rosé to crisp Sauvignon Blanc. From delicate Pinot Noir to the elegant Cabernet Sauvignon. Herzog Lineage wines are the benchmark of quality kosher California wine. On the Royal Wines website, there is a wine in every price range. You can find out more on the wines by going to their website, www.royalwines.com. That's www.royalwines.com. Welcome back to Cindy's Celebrity Corner. I'm your host, Cindy Gross. I'm really enjoying the show today. I learned so much about wines that I didn't know, and I actually enjoy drinking them. Now we're coming to one of my favorite parts of the show, my personal corner. It's my opportunity to share with you things that I am enjoying, that I'm learning about, and that maybe you will enjoy too. This week, I want to focus on two things that I just see trending that I actually am partaking in and loving myself. You know, when we were told to start wearing masks, until this day, I could say none of us love wearing a mask. And we don't want to wear two or three or 10 either. But I made up my mind, if I have to wear a mask, I want to at least have a mask that's fashionable and comfortable and something that I want to wear. So I found a company called Emerging Heroes. And I learned from Emerging Heroes that the hottest accessory is a fashionable mask. Emerging Heroes was started by Heather Payne, an award-winning sportswear designer. The masks are very comfortable to wear affordable, and the best part of all is that a portion of each purchase of a mask goes to helping essential workers, uh, feeding people that are homeless and, and need food right now, and anybody that was affected by COVID. So she actually took a hardship and made it into a success, a negative into a positive, and that's something I always love. And to top it off, the masks are amazing. Every time I wear the mask, I get so many compliments. She took the idea 
of matching a face and a smile or a facial expression to match your face so that nobody knows you're wearing a mask. I love my mask with a big smile. I love this one that looks like I'm kissing everybody. She also has made masks with that match the animals and pets we own. And as many of you know, I have discussed they own three cats. So I love matching my Kyle, Mimi, and Anna. Best of all, her line now includes mask chains. She is the only one I know that is making a mask chain that can match a Valentino bag and pocketbook and shoes and luggage. And what I saw at New York Fashion Week is the biggest accessory, bold chains. You could wear the mask chain, not only for the mask, but as a necklace or double wrap it as a bracelet. I can't thank Heather enough for being so creative and for solving my problem of wanting to look fashionable with a mask. It's just as important to me, for me, to wear a mask that is fashionable as it is my eyeglasses, my jewelry, my hair accessories, and my shoes. And I know many of you are thinking that too, and you don't have to break the bank. I really suggest you go to Emerging Heroes on Instagram, or you can go to my website and find out more about it because I can't wait. She's coming out with a new line of black tie, lace-oriented, velvet-oriented masks, and I'm sure we're going to want to wear them. And the other trend that I'm loving are charcuterie boards. But what's the most important ingredient or what is the most important food on a charcuterie board? It's the cheese. If you don't have quality cheese, you might as well not make the board. You don't have to spend time designing a board if no one's going to enjoy the cheese and appreciate the quality of it. So I am recommending to you the cheese guy. The Cheese Guys cheeses are available online and in many supermarkets around the country. They are organically fed. Many of them are gluten-free. And there are endless varieties of cheeses from around the world made by Brent Delman, the Cheese Guy. They are also available in kosher supermarkets and they are available kosher for Passover, and kosher year-round. Many people are eating cheese because so many of the diets now are encouraging healthier fats and high proteins. And people are just enjoying it with the wines that you just heard about from Gabe Geller. So I am telling you, you don't have to be Jewish to appreciate the cheese guy. But if you are making a charcuterie board, they're the only cheeses you want. My recommendations, a nice soft goat cheese. And he has endless varieties. He also has delicious brie, sharp cheddars, delicious Havartis. And you name it, it's there on the website. They are really delicious. And I challenge you to tell the difference between them and a non-kosher cheese. So those are my two recommendations this week. Design a mask by Emerging Heroes and Cheeses from the Cheese Guy.
And that is what I am sharing this week in my personal corner. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please let me know what you think. You can reach me through my website at Cindy's Corners and follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Never miss a show by downloading it on iHeart, iTunes, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Jewish Podcast, Talkline Network, Spotify, Spreaker, Podbean, and my own website. Thank you for joining Cindy's Celebrity Corner, where many points and angles always meet in my corner.